So it is episode three for the Stopman podcast. We are back, and we have got a new guest on the show today. It is Mister Mawagi, <laughs> <laughs> our coach Dan. Thank you for coming on, Dan Boy. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Well, we don't have a choice. You're here anyway for well, a week, it, so we right? have to do it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get rolling with this podcast, right? So obviously everybody knows Dan's our coach and. I don't think talking about that's going to be, well, it's going to be good, but I think going right back to kind of, you know, not really your childhood, but kind of how did you, how was your childhood like? Have you always been interested in weights from a young age or how did you get into this kind of, you know, lift the coaching side of things from like, from your childhood? How did it all start off? So, so I've always like been involved in sport in some way. I played rugby uh, when I was at school, um, played reasonably well. And then the same as every bloke in a pub got injured. Could have been good, but rugby and injuries. Yeah, it just. But when I was tra- like, I'd train, I'd play for my school and for a club, so I'd have two matches a week, four training sessions a week, and try and get in the gym. One of our, um, I think, is our physics teacher at high school, had uh, a Tom Platt's bodybuilding encyclopedia. Oh, nice. And he gave it to me one day, and then that was it. I was like, I want to train. I want to be around weights. And, like, reading about what he did. And, you know, like, you were doing your calf raises, and it's like pushing this toe down. You can feel different bits of your calf. I found I was, like, really into, like, the little bits of stuff because, essentially, I'm pretty lazy. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to be a great athlete, but... I'm into understanding it and how people work and the psychology of it as well. So it's like, as a kid playing sport, like super aggressive in rugby as well, like always wanting to win. And then I sort of <clears throat> fell out of that a bit, got injured and then realised it's not up to you. Like you could have the best game and you could still lose. And then sort of drifted away then sort of got into playing guitars and taking drugs for a while and then got into CrossFit because I was I thought I was fat then I was like 130 kilos I thought I was like massive Um, so started doing CrossFit um, but when I was taking drugs I jumped off a waterfall and ruptured my ACL, MCL and LCL and shattered the cartilage in my knee so it's like really like bad idea. So sort of don't try this, guys. Well, why, why did you jump off the waterfall? Was it for fun or was it for no pure oh, fun? Like okay, right. three shires head um, in the Peak District, so it's where three counties join, and there's loads of waterfalls, mm. and we're just jumping off and got totally off our head. Like mm. jumped off and yeah, landed on a rock, and my leg exploded. Ooh. Um, and then it was like a two mile walk back to the road as well was that enjoyable? I was absolutely stoned like I couldn't see like I just people were like do you want painkillers? I was like no I'm just gonna get constantly stoned like all the way mm. like I could do a few steps sit down Jeez. got in the back of my mate's van lay on the floor and oh, that was it just ignored it I thought well I've hurt my leg like It'll be alright. So see, the, before you get into like the lifting stuff, see the drugs and all that, did that come because 
you the rugby because you quit the rugby that not not much to do you know you didn't really know where you were going or was that just a thing because all your everyone else was kind of doing it there um so like with smoking uh pot and stuff like that that was just like we're riding bmx's hanging around with yeah, skateboarders usual, yeah, and stuff like do, yeah. and we're at the old i think it's the courthouses in northwich in cheshire and someone's like oh do you smoke i was like yep mm. and they were like asked with my mate and they're like no you don't so <laughs> no 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 i do know like, that's it uh so that was like 12 or 13 so i was like Jesus, still playing yeah. rugby yeah. and started like smoking weed now and again and then it sort of transitioned to you know smoking weed and playing rugby now and again to then just smoking weed and playing guitars in really mediocre bands uh, I suppose it's easy done yeah with the the kind of crowd you kick about with you see you you meet one guy they ask if you smoke like yeah why not yeah Yeah, may as well say yes because I don't want to be the the guy that says no and looks like a a weed Kid, yeah, so know, it, just, it was the it probably takes you away from thing. the normal world, didn't it? Like, because yeah, the way you're probably feeling it and stuff is because I've realized, like, as I've got older, like, my brain just doesn't stop working. Mm. So, like, with the coaching stuff like that, I've had to message people. I'm like, I've got to set working hours because I'm like, even now, like, I'm waking up thinking about like knee wraps or <laughs> the best way we can set stuff up and like that just doesn't stop so I think at that time it was just my way of slowing my brain down to like fit into the pace of the world mm. rather than f- trying to find a faster paced world if that makes sense and sorry academically see when you were in school and stuff so like you strike me as quite an intelligent guy you take everything in you're a complete anarch when it comes to like strength and like last night we were watching Arnold's 2013 we watched participants the last time and you knew everything yeah. that was going on but like academically did you strive in that was that a good thing for you or was that like a, something that you weren't really interested in or? Um, sort of both mm. which might not be a shock mm-hmm. um, so it was just me and my mum growing up mm. she'd have partners uh, like long term partners but like the core was me and my mum mm. and she wanted me to go to private school the same school she went to um, she was one of the first students there um, but she was like I want you to go to this school but I just couldn't really be asked and in order to do that my mum had to work all the time so I was sort of at home like by myself quite a bit or she'd get home really late you know she was working stupidly hard to put me through this school um, and I'd ride mini motorbikes around the back garden and <laughs> do what a kid does it? yeah um, so I got kicked out of history and like kicked out of a few lessons because uh, I just disagreed with the teachers on stuff <laughs> well okay then. I can see where that disagreements come from still yeah Dan because disagrees oh, with wow. history yeah like, but it was um, as I I don't want to be in your lesson but I'll just teach it myself and they're like you, like, you can't do this mm. I was like no I'm like I'm not going to turn up I'll go and see uh, like our head of year I was like I'll go and see him I'll check in and I'll go and teach myself and I think I ended up getting an A in history at UCSE so if you need a history teacher guys call them 
strong man coach slash history teacher. I mean, I'm sick of him after this week for being a coach. You can have him. <laughs> but it was but, like see, I was good, but not in the world. Like in the realm of that school, I wasn't that great. Like I was, I was told not to apply for A levels. I got all A's and B's at GCSE. But they're like, don't bother applying for A levels here. Wow. Like, we're not going to accept you. Like, all right then. So see where the before all the lifting stuff. Do you know like, so autism? Yeah, you're got autism. Yeah. So yeah, do I don't really know where I sit exactly. Yeah, though. but obviously with the school stuff as well. Do you know? Did you get diagnosed? Uh, no. no, I had loads of tests for uh, like dyslexia. Yeah, yeah. The ADD, like the all the kind of stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, okay, so that so kind of school kind of... Because school sounds similar to me, you know, obviously I didn't get chucked out of classes, you know, because I'm not a bad boy, but, you know, <laughs> I just didn't do... Didn't really care much about school, didn't want to do school, you know, the classes I didn't I struggled with as well. And, you know, you can relate, relate as well. And obviously, I know you more than Luke's knowing you as well and being around you and stuff as well. You know, you kind of... Bible stuff, obviously, you being 100 miles per hour all the time, overthinking things is... A big sign as well, and I do that as well. So, yeah. Anyway, well, let's. Uh, I think no. I think that's a good point. What you're saying, though, like and what Dan was saying about the spectrum as well. There's different parts of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. You're on. You're on. Like when you were in the school, you had like a, a support, support network. Teacher, and, like, yeah. and what Dan was saying is that almost your uh, spectrum, whatever it was you were on, made you kind of take away from that support and do it yourself. And yeah. You couldn't. Like function in a group environment. Oh, such. Really yeah, you didn't like to. You didn't. Mm. You didn't want help. You just wanted to, like you were. You just wanted to do it yourself. And I mean, look what happened. You got A's. You said yeah. so it helped. You know. So I think I mean, that's um, a big sign of autism as well, because you know you're, you're basically uh, you're, you're what is, what's the word? I don't know what you're saying. I'm trying to sorry. Getting A's is a big sign. No, of autism. no, no, no. I mean, like not big doing big A's, but like. <laughs> Going out the class saying you don't yeah, want to do yeah. the class, I did that, but then you know, I went and got support and help and stuff, yeah. but you wanted to do it yourself, so it's like being over kind of intelligent, you know, like there's there's always something you thrive up in, in school and stuff, and mm-hmm. sounded like you thrive more at the kind of those kind of classes instead of sport and stuff, you know, you yeah. want the history and so like you know, I was I was good at sport, but you weren't really interested, yeah, in it, when right? it came to like we'd like normal PE class, you'd be like, oh, we're doing football today, and I'd be like, ah. Oh, don't want to do that. I'll play rugby. Mm-hmm. But they ended up, it sounds so poncy, but like my Latin teacher mm. was like head of year, he taught classic, like classics and stuff like that. And he said, like, you can't play rugby if you don't come to these classes. And that started my like trying in those subjects because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like, we'll just take away the thing. Because like you play you pleasure and stuff football yeah. for like hours a day and stuff. Yeah, so you'll t- get, they'll take away the thing that will help you yeah. function or something, basically. So yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, Mr. What was his? Mr. Addison, the guy who. So in the big sports hall at school, there was like a balcony, and that had, you know, like the Argos dumbbells, the oh, like right. Sandfield dumbbells. Mm. There's like a ten mil bar, that was still like stiffer than an axle like <laughs> just really bad kit but he had these books and he was like this is what like he'd train would push training and it he was the first person like who made me realize that you, to do a sport you need to be like looking at everything because our rugby teacher was like you don't need to train 
weights. Like, you don't train weights for this, you don't do this. Mm. But, but why? So, so, like that, when you saw that Tom Platt's encyclopedia. Yeah. That's the start of the journey, was it? You kind of looked into that, that really took your. There's something that went off in you. And yeah, cool. I started there's, doing car phrases. <laughs> car phrases through your toe. Yeah, toe, yeah, toe. like. Uh, no, it's like I go home big. and do like sets of 100 car mm. phrases. That's why your cars are so small. <laughs> Overtraining them, you know? That's why it came off. Uh, so, it, I, sorry. So, how did then did you get into it? So, obviously, you found this Tom Platt's encyclopedia boot, whatever it was. So, then did that then click to you? Right, I want to do this and learn more about the body and go into like teaching weightlifting so and strongman, whatever it was at the start. So. Me and my mate used to go to Dave's gym in Northwich, which was like a proper old school gym. And we had no idea what we were doing. We knew how to train legs because we had Tom Platz's book. <laughs> the best guy to But like nothing else. We mm. just didn't, we'd just go in, we'd put as much weight as we could on machines and we'd essentially try and hurt ourselves mm. and then go and train for rugby. And like we'd be turning up to rugby like we couldn't walk and it was like, we've just got to keep, like this is how you train. We thought that was what it was. But like getting into coaching... I had like a period of time where I was just taking drugs all the time. Got off that and started working in the quarry. And I was just like really fat and felt awful. Mm. And when I was about 16, 17, I was living with my sisters in Birmingham and got into like mountain biking and taking pictures of mountain biking for some magazines. And some of the people I knew like, they were a bit chunky, and then all of a sudden they looked like shredded. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, it's this thing called CrossFit. And this was like, you know, CrossFit's just circuit training. But it, you know, this was when it was first coming over here as like a thing. So I found a local CrossFit gym and started training again. And then realized like I saw stuff differently. But then started coaching out of there. So it's just like got same way I got into strongman was like I went to watch Paul Smith compete because I knew him through doing my weightlifting qualification, and there was an event I can't remember what it was, but I said like, why is everyone doing it like this? Like this is the best way to do it, <laughs> and he won the event and was like, you need to come to England's in three months, <laughs> and then Britain's and that's it. You're my coach now, like. I just, yeah, I don't know why. Mm. Just see things weird. Mm. That's, yeah, it's good. It's that's, weird, isn't it? I, and that's the thing with, with the the strongman, I suppose, stuff that we do, is that it's, it's still quite a new sport, I find. You know, yeah. it's, it's ever evolving. You know, the you look back to 20 years ago when people used to press a log, it's completely different to how we oh, press yeah. it now. So that evolution of, of what we do and especially having you now as a coach, what you've kind of taught <laughs> taught us and put into our programs, we were calling it, I was calling it yesterday ballerina yeah. bullshit, but then you do it and you're like, oh, this is actually quite sore. Yeah. Uh, and you can see um, the the benefits yeah, of it. Until you do it, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like I said, I've been with you for a while and even when we started, I was getting these things like, why am I jumping on a box? Why am I putting my leg in the air and not doing what these guys, like Luke's going in bench pressing and making noise? Why am I doing all these wee slingy Mr. Slingy moves? And, you know, I'm not yeah. wanting to get... S- we still don't know what these moves yeah, are. Like, we're I just, yeah, like, you know, like, 
isometric holds and stuff, all this stuff, but then you realise it's going to help you on what you're good at, which is strongman, you know, and you don't really realise until you actually put it into practice and you're like, wow, that felt so much better this week than it did a month ago when I wasn't doing these. So, yeah, the stuff you do is incredibly weird. Yeah, it's just weird hippie shit. Yeah. Like, people, like, everyone, genuinely every person I coach is like, why am I doing all this? And then a few months in, they're, like, hitting PBs, hitting one rep maxes for, like, two or three reps and stuff. And it's like, like, that's, a, like, it's nothing special. Like, yeah. anyone can program the same way I do but it's uh, just getting people to do it and making people do stuff they don't want to do as well yeah like me like yeah <laughs> like you always want to just do the basic stuff but then adding those wee like you said putting your toe down for the cast and hitting those different muscles will really help transfer into the strongman kind of game as well yeah, yeah. so how so see so was Paul Smith your first ever client as a First strongman. First strongman, strongman. yeah, 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 100%. So I was coaching, doing like weightlifting classes at the CrossFit gym, doing mobility classes, because I've always been like bendy, Mm. and then I found like training mobility, you can get more bendy. You're you're super bendy, jeez. So just started doing classes there, and then, so because I injured my knee on the waterfall, we were weightlifting one day, and I just didn't warm up, just messing about and my knee just came out again um which was the one where i ended up getting knee surgery and having like my acl rebuilt and all that sort of stuff um so whilst i was injured i was just reading more and more about weightlifting and like trying to learn as much as i could and you know i was ended up watching like russian training videos and pausing them and putting the subtitles in Google Translate to see, like, what are they saying? Like, why are they doing certain stuff? And old, like, plyometric videos and, like, Gurner Wunther, like, jumping up stadium steps and stuff. So you're pretty obsessed with learning. Yeah, I just want to know stuff. Knowing what people are saying, which... Yeah. Yeah, jeez. So see, after you got your, your operation, the operation... How was that then after, you know, the recovery aspect, did you... I was really stupid. I just did it really badly. Oh, right, okay, good. Because I was like, I want to lift. That's what I want to do. So I did my uh, British weightlifting coaching qualification at Mm. Sheffield Uni. Uh, Just went up, and the guy who was running it said, why don't you come and lift here? And I needed to get stronger. I needed to get my legs stronger. My knee, like, it's even now it still clicks because I didn't rehab it properly. Um... And Paul was training there, and I was like, well, if I need to get stronger, he's the strongest person here, mm. so I'll talk to him yeah, about yeah. it. And he just said, like, I'm competing in Newcastle, like, come up and watch. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that was it. Got into Strongman. Like, I've watched Strongman since I was a kid, mm. but that was the first time, like, going to see Strongman in, in a car park in near Newcastle, in Spennymoor. And... Then you were with Paul, because I remember I was out competing in the Philippines, and Paul was out as a reserve, and then last minute got a... Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. That was, <laughs> like, the peak stress. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. But back then, was that... You'd been up and down with your kind of weight loss journey, I suppose. Yeah, so I was... My plan was to lose a bit of weight to get to the Philippines, because I knew it was going to be hot. <laughs> Um, 
and the last weight I saw on a scale was I think 182 um, but I think I put a bit of weight on like fluctuated around there mm. uh, so like 180-ish is probably the heaviest I was what was the what was the kind of decision then to because I've seen you cutting before we, we've worked together I saw you you cut and that's what made me really feel confident in being with someone like yourself you know it's You've you've made that change. You've obviously made a conscious decision to yeah. say, right, enough's enough. I'm going to actually change this around. So, was there a a moment or a time, or did you just think, oh, I'm I'm wanting to lose weight? So, <clears throat> I sort of just got bored of being fat, mm. but at no point was doing anything about it. And then uh, started like seeing Shiv and realised that. If I'm really fat and die, that's going to affect someone else. Like, I'd never... Like, I'm, I'm alright with death, generally. But realising, you know, I care about someone, and if I'm really fat, I'd die from being fat. Mm. Like, I'll fall off a cliff, I'll crash cars. Like, I'm fat, like... If I go doing something interesting, I'm sort of alright with it. <laughs> but if I just die because I'm too fat to be alive... And it's just like well, I need to need to get my shit together. Yeah, that's probably the worst way you could go. Like, yeah, you're not. You've got a chance to do something cool as fuck and die doing something cool as fuck. Yeah. Or are you gonna die in your bed? Yeah, being too fat. fat to do anything. Yeah, it's, it's because like, when we first met, you were when was that? that was junior level probably. That was Belfast, wasn't it? So twenty eighteen, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and you were like, like big big back then. Because I, I was on, only I was like one forty five then. Yeah, but you were still like, you know, big. Obviously, you were with Paul, and then I, even after that competition, I knew like, geez, you're a, you're a good coach, but you didn't look like a coach. I thought that obviously coaches had to be, yeah, massly and big. You know, you don't, you, you should never judge a book by its cover. But obviously, young, and I was like, I had a big fat book. Though, how's this like guy? A lot of cover. How's a, uh, how's this guy? I mean, he's in. I was like, you're in the right sport, but how are you a coach? That's what I was trying to think to myself. And then obviously, because obviously, like I said, I know knowing you more, I've been to more competition because you've been with Paul and we kind of had loads of battles and you know, obviously seen you grow as a coach and then obviously that day where you messaged me saying change my stance in deadlift yeah. and you wanted to work with me I was like well you know let's do it I mean I didn't really have much trust in you I'm going to be honest but then that's what I said you know you should never judge a book by its cover and then you know once we started getting that relationship and then I think obviously then people seeing me get stronger Luke seeing me get stronger and then obviously you changing as well. You know, you every year can you're with me, you were getting a bit more healthier. And I think, like yeah. you just said, when you met Shiv, probably the best thing could happen to you because you were caring about what other people how how like you were wanting to coach other people and get them stronger, but you didn't really care about yourself. You know, you just yeah. wanted to be like, I'm fat, I don't care. But these guys are my job's to make other people stronger. But then you started caring about your health, which is then you know it's going to help you mentally. And and you know, obviously yeah. now as well with Shiv, you're going to it's someone you care about, but. It's good that she's probably come now because you know if that was ten years later, you might be uh, gone, or you might yeah. even been gone now because you know like oh, it's been you were like yeah, no, I've seen you at your biggest and well not your biggest but I've seen I was you really at your big, big and like it was like this guy's you know unhealthy but obviously you can't say anything because like you said you don't care about yeah. being fat which is but like people said it like because I me and Paul Smith like shared a flat for a while and like he said it like it was brutal but he's like mate you are way too fat. I'm like, nah, I'm all right. 
Like, I don't care. Like, I took drugs for ages because I didn't care. Like, I, I'm all right. Like, at the time, I was like, oh, like, whatever happens, happens. Mm. But then you, like, say, so like, you realize that it affects other people. Well, there's really cool stuff you can do. Mm. And, like, I think going out to worlds and, like, Shivlukov, we're stood in the tent. You know where the finals were? And it was, like, in a weird shopping centre place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, like, the final day of the heats, maybe, when Big Z was, when they had log press and the dumbbell. And I hadn't spoke to Shivlukov at all. And I stood in the doorway of the thing, and he just walked up to me and patted me on the belly and went... It's uh, like old strongman. It's good. And just walked off and I was like, I don't think that's great. <laughs> and that like, I think Eddie said like after I'd lost weight, he was like, you were like just turning into Glen Ross. Like, mm. it's not, it's not healthy. I'm being like weak. Mm. Like, it's not like I was pulling 400. Like. Yeah, if you were Glen Ross strong. <laughs> yeah. Not, like, like, well, I'm strong. Yeah, like Eddie's picture at Europe's or Britain's, whenever it was, like, mm. big lad, but mm. really strong. But I was just strongman big without the strong bit. <laughs> yeah, you were halfway there. Let's, yeah, let's put, that, yeah. put loads of work into the wrong bit. Yeah. So then you're saying that, so how, how long have you and Shiv been together? I think about three years Three now. years. And she's been a big influence on how you are now and... Um, yeah, we try and influence each other, I mm -hmm. think, because mm -hmm. she's really, like, emotional right. and affected by, like, stuff. Yeah. And I'm not, because at some point we're all going to die, so what's the point in stressing mm. every day about it? So it's a good combination, that... It works, for, like, 99% of the time it works really well, mm. and then every now and again we just have to go, wait, we know this works, why are we arguing about it? Mm. Like, You've said a couple of times that Shivel... Um, once we do a YouTube video with you, whatever, and she'll send you like comments through. Yeah. Um, what was the one? That, you look like a, a fat lesbian. Yeah. Some of the like, like the comments. I mean, like, to be honest, I, I laughed my head off at that. that was one it's of the really funny. But it's like Dan's a wizard. Yeah. He's like done amazing things for the lads. Done this. He looks like a fat lesbian. I'm like, <laughs> that's a compliment at the end of the day because you don't look like a coach like everybody says. You know, like if you walk through a door in a street and a gym, and everyone just look at you like. Who yeah. is this guy? I don't only think like this big PD comes in that's muscly that doesn't know anything. So it's quite cool that like people call you that and they're like, well, you you coach the world's strongest man, Europe's strongest man, and being successful in your career. So it's been did, cool. Did you say like it was a compliment for Dan to get called a fat lesbian? No, like I mean, like <laughs> when he looks through them all, like oh, no. I like some of the comments, you know, like obviously when you get called like you look like a hippo hippie and stuff like that stuff I mean <laughs> let's just throw pelters at that right I'll sit here <laughs> no but you know when you look really when, you, when you look through YouTube videos like it's like when you see all the good comments are really good but when you see that one or two ones that like they're hating on you that's the ones you laugh at and like, like oh yeah these guys are yeah. hating they're sitting doing maybe a 9 to 5 job and you're sitting here rolling it with the big guys so that's Sorry. the ones that are like I would laugh at I mean when I got sent the that comment with the lesbian one, that was hilarious, to be honest with you. Like, they're really funny. And, like, there's ones like, why haven't you cut your hair properly and yeah. all of this? I'm just like... <laughs> Here's <I'm>, hair. <laughs> like, I get to go to the Arnold this year, go to World's Strongest Man, drive race cars... Your hair's a thing in your mind. And, like, hair just grows. Yeah. So what I do is get bored and cut it. <laughs> and mullets are 
cool mm. in their own way. So we'll put a bet on, right? If one of us wins World Straws Man this year, we can get our name engraved into your head. Mate, do what you want. They had it here first, boys. <laughs> but I think, so, going back to like you and Shiv, so like you said, Shiv takes things maybe a bit more to heart, she's a bit more emotional and you're not. But I think what's nice is that when she sees these comments, um, she probably gets like worked up and like, you're like, look, Oh, she replied to one of them. Like the first video, I came up and someone just went in on me, and she started replying. And I was just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's ammunition to them. Yeah, I'm just like, but I don't care. Like I'm living like two, three years ago, like my dream life, Mm. where I just basically do what I want, and the people I coach collect big shiny trophies, Mm. and they've had the time in their life to sit down and go I'm going to put something negative out into the universe like I'm fine mm. yeah it's it's mad so it goes back to like in your school days when that private school said oh we don't want to take you in for your A levels yeah if they did then you probably wouldn't be doing this you might be doing something else you I'd have be, been in engineering or yeah, something like and, but that's what people want you to do is like fit into that pigeonhole Right, we're going to do your A levels, and you're going to go to uni. You're going to do this, going to do that. But like, you are probably that's why I love you is because you're very unique. You're not, you don't give a f- about pigeonholes. You don't care about conforming to what society, whatever society thinks we should be. And I think that's the empowering message. I think from working with you, that I get is that like, you're 180 odd kilos back yeah. in the Philippines. You changed your life around. You were on the drags, whatever, you know, and now you're doing what you love, you know, yeah. so there's not a, a right or wrong path. No, pigeonholes are full of pigeons, like, yeah. there's there's no point trying to fit in because nothing gets done if everyone tries to fit in, mm. you know, even, like, stuff at Westside Barbell, which people might not agree as, as, like, training methods, the stuff Louis Simmons has put into coaching like it just wouldn't exist like Terry Todd who you know gutted we were, I'm not going to be able to meet but one of the first people to say like no you can be strong and athletic like to be a strength athlete half of it is being an athlete and you know these are people who booked a trend and didn't want to fit in and you know I'm fortunate to know like Jock Reeve who and Dougie, like everyone who's done something has done it by not fitting into a pigeonhole. Mm. I think that's, that's, that's very true. I think that's, and that's the scariest thing sometimes for people is not fitting in. I know yeah. from my experience when I was younger, I was very worried about not fitting in and then you learn, like you do now, you, know, you don't care. Like, yeah. I get to do what I, we get to do what we do because we don't fit in. It's, that's basically what it is, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty mad, you know, lifting cars. I'm not fitting in for a long, long time. So, <laughs> Tom can't uh, fit in anything because he's too big. Good, you know, so. <laughs> like last night, I got a message on Instagram. I've known years, like five, six years, been really good mates with him. And he just sent me a message like, mate, you realise how mad it is that you're sat having tea with Luke Stoltman? <laughs> and it's like, when you look at it from the outside, you're like, people drove like hours to come up here for mm. the open day I'm like 
just ring them. Like mm. it's just Tom and Luke, like the sound. But you realise that don't ring us. I'll block your numbers if you ring me. But you realise like the view. I'm really fortunate enough to get of like you guys and the sport, and you know I love strongman, mm. and I get to like Colin Bryce says hello to me, mm. like and Eddie Hall knows who I am, and like Kaz says hello, like Bill Kazmaier knows who I am and mm. stuff like that, and you just think we're so privileged to exist in this world mm. that you just can't moan about mm. it. It's very true. It's it's um, <laughs> the world that we live in in the strongman world is absolutely bonkers. You know, yeah. we get to travel around the place. Like we'll be competing in Arnold's. You're going to be there. Arnold's yeah. is like one of the most iconic. Oh yeah, like competitions ever. Like we're watching the uh, Austrian Aust- Austrian Oak last yeah. night. That's like incredible. The the timber frame carry. Like insane, and but you get to like you get to do a max log on mm. the Austrian oak on the Arnold stage. Mm. Like, mm. how's that normal? How's that like a sentence that isn't that weird for us to say either? Mm. So, oh, it's, we're just training for max log, but it's on the most important log in the sport. Yes, yeah, so it's on the stage. Mm. Mad, isn't it? It's is pretty crazy. You excited for Arnold's talk? Mm-hmm. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's bring get me to the chopper. That's, right, is it? <laughs> That's not bad. That's, That's all right. So, <laughs> so for you, so your your coaching's going quite well. You've kind of structured that a little bit better. You're saying yep. you've you've kind of put boundaries in your working hours, so to speak. Yeah, so. I've tried to, but then coaching people, so like working with Travis as well, which mm. the oh. fact that that's the sentence, <laughs> like <laughs> I got a message off him the other day and he's like I had to change the squat session because I was at Mark Bell's gym and Andre Milanichev turned up so we just did some extra squats and I was like I've never had a better excuse as like a fan of the sport to read that sentence and just go yeah do what you want (laughs) yeah if Milanichev's there do what he says but when I'm training Luke walks in and does that you say no don't do that if you, I don't ever do that. No, no I'm saying it's normally you that no, says that, Mister One Set. Yeah. Oh, one Set, Tommy. <laughs> help me, help me win World's Travels, man. So I'm not complaining. Like, but yeah, so with having people in the states, there's like leeway to it. Yeah. But you know, if someone messages me and it's clearly important, I'll always reply to them. Mm. But if it's just checking in and they don't need anything then I'm trying to leave it till like the next morning if it's after six o'clock and stuff and have mm. slightly more normal hours. But I mean balance is important you know very important that's the yeah. same with as you know even having this business at first it was you can get on top of it but balance is very important you need to have you know, even as athletes you need to have you know that like gym time and then away from the gym away mm. from the business you know weekends for me should do is a really time uh, good time for me just to chill out and you know forget yeah. about everything because if you don't then like you said you, you were you were up in the clouds every day just trying to make everyone happy you know reply straight away you didn't have a life probably affected you and Shiv a wee bit as well yeah because I'd just always be on my, like yeah. there was before World's Strongest Man like I was sleeping on the sofa because I couldn't sleep because mm. I was like constantly thinking like through the events what's going to happen obviously not being able to be there last year as well mm. trying to get in that routine of 
You changed your body clock as well. Yeah, because like, when are you guys going to wake up? So I was trying to get a nap in or sleep mm. so I could be awake when you're awake, staying up. You know, had a group chat with Cushy, Sinead, Loz and Dale. <laughs> and we'd just be, you know, like Reddit Cushy appeared and mm. have you seen what so-and-so said? And we'd be like, well, tell them this. <laughs> Same again this year? Well, hopefully be there this year, mm. which is going to be nuts mm. it's going to be mad this year but it's going to be good but with your coaching are you hoping to expand that are you like what's the plans for your future you know it's fine us doing worlds and stuff but are you wanting to make it bigger are you want to keep it going or, or how does it I'm, I want to so I've started like those generic mm -hmm. programs which aren't generic programs they're like training templates so they come with like a video to explain how to progress it, how to move through, what alternatives you can do, which is probably not great for business because you just sell one and then mm. you could keep that going for ages. But I want to help as many people as I can, mm. like through that way. And then with my own coaching, just keep it small mm -hmm. and, you know, live the life I want to live. Because, you know, this year starting uh, racing cars and going climbing more and, traveling out to competitions so i'd never want to take on loads of clients and then have to say i can't reply to any of you for a week mm -hmm. i'm at world's strongest man i'd rather you know keep a smaller base and but there's stuff i want to do like mm -hmm. i need to put more content out start podcasting again uh people have asked for merch and things like that mm -hmm. but fundamentally i'm pretty lazy like <laughs> I put if I'm folk like this year the performance for both of you two mm. like that's my that's my business focus as well is you know if we can do something special this year that's worth more than like more clients or actual money yeah. like driving into this town and seeing you know home of the Stoltman brothers and stuff it's like that's worth way more than the money mm. like you right. get you've overstayed your welcome so get out <laughs> but I think that's a nice thing to and I can genuinely see that with you yeah, it's good like money, money doesn't drive you and and I think a lot of people fall into that mistake and like if, yeah. if you're driven by money you're probably never going to be happy because you'll never have enough yeah you can always always want more money yeah, exactly but if you're just wanting to be happy to do what you love to you know and like your happiness is based on almost our success. Yeah. Which is quite endearing, actually, because it's like, like or it's quite a lot of pressure, actually, because we've got to do something <laughs> or you'll be No, but it's happy. good that you actually, like, you know, travel up like this, because a lot of coaches, like you say, you know, money, they'll be yeah. like, oh, we want an extra, I want an extra whatever to come up and see you guys. You know, you come to all the competition, you, you, you make that effort to, you know, you book flights out to Arnold, you know, you, you want yeah, to come I, out and help. I and, get to do that. Mm. Like, that's the thing, I yeah, get I to go to Giants Live. I get to go backstage. Giants live competitions and then I have to watch them on telly because I don't have a clue what happened with anyone else <laughs> but I get to be there I, I'm fortunate to be able to book flights to go to the Arnold mm. like the best like show in the Risen Strongman like mm. actual like one or two day show like short hit like, I get to do that mm. I get to like it's an eight hour drive but Mm. Once the drive's done, get to sit in the Stoltman Brothers' office <laughs> and 
good thing about it though is when you go to these competitions you know you're for, you're there for just me and Luke you're not like yeah. kind of like I know there's like oh like the Bill Casmars and all that you're not there just kind of trying to talk to him fanboying over everyone else and, or oh I want to go out and watch him do this I want to go watch him do that or I'm going to miss Big Z do this you know you're actually focusing on us and you know like which proves that a good coach you're like really infested into what me and Luke want to do because we've seen that every competition you do you don't care about anyone else you're just sitting beside us you're like you can miss like you said Arnold you'll probably miss 90% of people yeah, lifting yeah. but it's, you're there for the reason is for well, us you know I had to so watch Bibby's log press on telly because <laughs> I didn't see it because I think I was getting your uh, sleeves or wraps ready or something like I don't know what happens. Oh, yeah, that's a good sign because, like I said, another coach might go, oh, world record time, you know, I'm just going to go and out and watch this and then forget that they've got clients and you're kind of like, well, you know, what do we do? So it's a good sign that obviously, like, you're invested in us, you want us to do well and you keep wanting us to do well. And I think um, it's good. So. If if um, if any of your coaches is doing that, get rid of them because it's not a real coach. <laughs> if your coach is there and wanting to watch the job. No, but like, I've seen that. No, I know, but I'm just yeah, saying... Yeah. Like get rid of them because the the coach isn't there for you. You're like for for us. Like you are part of us. So if you were fucking about doing whatever, yeah, we like, tell you. Especially because I mean, like what you do. You know, you're, you're, yeah. it's, it's very you know, simple. Giants live in Arnold's and Worlds are the biggest comps in the world. So a lot of people be like, oh, I'm just gonna go over with them, and there's a free pass to then. Oh, let's we're out here now. Free, you know, we got everything kind of. But you're like, no, you're just like like you always go right. You're doing this. You're doing that. Get down here now. You're always planning the day. I mean, you've probably got worlds planned out on your phone, and it's in May. I've got <laughs> like I'm, I've got a plan for the Arnold. Like I'm going there early on the Thursday to meet up with the organisers because I've never worked at the Arnold before. So I want to introduce myself. I want them to know that for two, for a few hours over the weekend, I might be an asshole, <laughs> but fundamentally, I only care about how you guys perform. Mm. But I don't want to get in the way. Like, I know at Giants Live where the camera lines are. I know where not to be. Mm. I know who to talk to, who's, you know, who knows what as well. Like, the crew at Giants Live are so good that, mm. you know, you can say, like, when are these lads on? They're like, they're on in seven minutes. And I know that it will be seven minutes. And if it's not, they'll find us straight away mm. and explain why or try and move it so you've made that friendships and you've made it easier for us for that's the thing you've let stress you know you know you literally tell you they never come to us anymore which is a good thing as well yeah we concentrate on doing our things you're mm. like look you dan goes look you're one minute you're up get ready you know so so yeah, anyway like so the big year was 2021 you know so what see when you were kind of prepping us obviously covid and everything well so man was first competition second competition of the year june it was yeah so like Cut up to World Straws Man and stuff. How did you? What were you like? Like you know, obviously it's probably your two cl- clients going out to World Straws Man. Uh, you've never kind of pr- had two people out there before. I don't think was that your first time. Yeah, first well, time with two people then. out there. How do you think like programming that and like were you under pressure? Did you think oh this is make or break up my coaching career? Yeah, no, that was like I was saying to Shiv like my whole year's work it's to this day yeah, yeah it's, I get two days like the fact we, I always assume whoever I coach is you're going to get into the final mm. like that's not a doubt but my whole year comes down to two days and that's it 
like <laughs> if it goes wrong if you get hurt if you don't perform if I've missed something like that I should have had you doing then I'm f***ed up that's a year wasted and like I said to you like if you I, know, I like to think that you know we've worked together for long enough that you could have an off day and we could chat through it yeah and get back into but them. if you have like a really performance I could lose you as clients mm. and a load of people who came to me because I coach you mm. so it's yeah like two days a year are pretty pretty awful quite intense it's, uh... <laughs> and not being there last year was mm. you know I was on the phone to people out there like trying to f just get any information trying to find out you know you hear rumours on the internet that aren't true but then they grow and grow and mm. you know the people who are chatting chat really loud so that becomes the truth all of a sudden mm. so you're trying to cover what information you guys are getting as well and what information's coming out as well as trying to keep track of points see what's do like chatting to you after every event obviously you're off your phone but like I was on the phone to Jordan like don't disturb him but how's Luke looking how's he doing mm. what like is there anything that we need and then trying to get Jordan to say stuff to you both and but, like I need you to say it to them but don't disturb them mm. and I need you to judge if you should be saying it and that's a hard <laughs> thing because that's what Jordan does you know yeah because <laughs> you're not there so but it's different as well because Tom and I are both different athletes, our mindsets are yep. very different. Tom, I'll probably have a lot more communication with you, yeah. whereas me, I'm more, I need to be in that kind of complete focus and complete zone um, when I'm not on my phone. If, if I, I always switch my phone off during competitions and listen to yep. some music, um, and, and again, that must be quite difficult as well, that initial dynamic. I think we, we talked about it last year, you know, the first... Was was it Glasgow? Well, it was Europe's first with you, yes. me and you, and yeah, then Europe's. with Tom and myself as a you as a. Coach. Was Glasgow where I was there with both of you? Mm. So it's, yeah, dynamic, it's tricky. It's, yeah, it's a tricky one, and it's 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 a learning curve for us all, and especially because I think we've been together for longer. You know, obviously, like you said, Dan's. I need more of your time, and then then trying to coach Luke. You think you know does. Luke's probably the same as Tom because mm. we're brothers yep. so I'll do the same to him and obviously that's maybe I don't work at the start a wee bit and then once you then know him you're kind of like this is easy what mm. I've realised like you need like more like total Guidance time total, yeah. but the time that Luke needs like that shorter mm. amount of time is as important mm. as like all the time with you so mm. it's like we said at Glasgow, like you were asking me where your straps were, and you were wearing them. But I could see, like, I think who said that was that me? Yeah, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Luke there. No. Oh, of course it was you. But oh. I think like you were trying to get your deadlift suit on or something. Mm. So I was like, I need to go and help him. Mm. So it's like there's less time in total that you need, but that time is vital. Yeah. And so that again, sorry, that again can cause people as to lose competition it's not the training it's like telling him to look uh, the wrong things or you know pestering too much like you know you do, yeah. if you did what at the start what 
you did to me to Luke, he would be like, his head would be like, what, what, what the hell? You know, mm. this is, this ain't working. You know, you're going out and doing all these different things to me. And then if you did what you did to Luke to me, it'd be the other way around. Yeah. Like, you know, training would be good. You go to the comp, and you're like, wow, what's happening? Mm. So that must have been really hard as well to you to learn because you're not just coaching us, but you're also two complete different mindsets of and two different needs. You know, and a lot of, more different than I thought yeah. as well. Mm. Like getting into it, like I thought, it'd be Easiest, a few yeah. differences, but pretty similar, mm. but really different different sides um, of the skills you know like yeah it's quite strange because when we talked to Amy our psychologist obviously you chat yeah. with her quite a lot um, she talks a lot about Tom's concrete thinking and mine's a bit more up and down whatever there's almost like when we come to the competition I'm more of like that concrete kind of this just, is what will happen yeah this is the plan yeah and I just stick to it it's fine I'm lifting but then with Tom it's almost a little bit different you know you, you spend a bit more time yeah, yeah. kind um, which is, yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it's it's just, um, but like our partners, you know, Sinead and Kushi, that was a learning curve for them as well. You know how yeah. to deal, like the amount of times I shout that Kushi bless her, um, backhand people as well. <laughs> but as you know, you like I said, even like the words, you know, like I didn't realize until I caught with Amy that like saying words instead of sentences really helps me you know like saying like a competition isn't important that'll go into my head and be like well what the heck am I training this for you know just you know do that and then like you know like sort of dumbo you know until someone's told me to be aggressive I never thought saying aggressive would help me channel that so it's all these weird things that until we talked to Amy and you understood that as well that it changed and that helped for worlds and stuff as well Mm. I mean well look what happened you know we worlds and then Europe's Britain's and then Glasgow yeah, and Rhodes, been so it's been, <laughs> that's just I think the training's a big thing but I think out the gym you know the kind of mental side and learning as how to you know when I take those fits in the gym when I'm, I have a bad day and I can come back and then you know do yeah. it, that's really important and as it's well, knowing I think earlier on I'd almost be a bit too protective as well mm. where like you'd have you'd throw like a tantrum in the gym and I'd be like it's okay mate you can go home and like come back and do this whereas like the other week where like dumbbell wasn't going well and you're like I'm going to stop the session I was like well drop out of the Arnold then mm. like if you're not going to train what's the point like you're uh, the world's strongest man mm. it's time to act like it and you smash the rest of the session but other weeks it would have been a case of like drop everything back or go like it's there's no set answer mm. like it's got to change all the time depending what we're dealing with and I think after Europe's with you, like we had a conversation, I was like, if I'm asking if you're okay, I don't care how you feel. Mm. I need to literally know, like, are you injured? Mm -hmm. Do we need to fix anything? And it got to the point, like the next competition, walk towards you like, I'm okay. Like, Mm -hmm. sound, I'll leave you alone. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, like, I've got to do my job, but also the other part of my job is not, pestering you mm. or not leaving you alone and like getting everything balanced mm. it's so fine it's a fine balance it's, 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 it's like you're balancing on that really fine edge sword and you're like oh it's teetering <laughs> teetering but it, it, it's working good now and i think that's what's important as well having you up for a week getting that dynamic and training as well you know yeah. um because that changes all the time between between us you know it's um we're brothers first and foremost but then when we go to competitions we're athletes and 
that's changing now, you know, we're both treating each other as athletes rather than brothers and then <clears throat> I'll probably end up, you know, maybe demanding a little bit more at you from yeah. you in certain competitions, um, and likewise with Tom. And that'll just it'll just keep going back and forth until one time, one competition, world's strongest man will just get that sweet spot and it'll be this is easy. Yeah. And that's uh, I think that's the the goal for the best all. way of learning is in the training, isn't it? In training or like, even like I mean, because was it Glasgow that we that was an, a, a bit of balance as well, but it's better to do it there than it is in you know Europe's Britons or the big comps. So that's the ones you go right. We'll do this giant live. Let's have a taster and see see yeah. you know. And that's where you kind of was like right. Geez, Luke doesn't need as much. I need more in training as well. Even up here, like you know, you can be in it, but you never really need to go up to Luke because he knows until unless you go right. This needs to change. But whereas me, you're kind of like. It's exactly the same. I see exactly the same training as they do in the in the event. Yeah, I think it's good that it keeps in that kind of flow as well, and you don't overdo it. And you know, it's kind of like you're in the house when we don't need you, and you just yeah. come up when we need you. You know, you're not always around us, which yeah, again is can trying to treat it more like work as well. Because mm. coming, like I love coming up here, and it's nice. And mm. you know, previously stopping with you, mm. and like it's really nice, but. I think it dilutes yeah. the work aspect of it a little bit because mm. if you know we train, it's hard to have a really intense session and then go. Oh, can I jump in your car and come back to your house now? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Having that separate space, I think, allows that real. We're going to the gym and it's work. Mm-hmm. Like it is work time. Yeah, and then we can analyze it and, and yeah have our own thoughts initially, and then kind of get back to kind of discuss things. But it's, I mean. Obviously, Tom and I are your favourite ever clients. Oh, yeah. No, no, no let's that, ask the question. Right? Who's your favourite stokeman? I wasn't going to ask that question. All right, there you go, Ben. Well done. <laughs> but if you could choose, like, from all the strength, strong man, strong men, living or dead, whatever, who would you choose to kind of coach? Um, Brian, three years ago. Really? Yeah, when he left Nathan uh-huh. and went vertical, I think that was his last year to win Worlds mm. and I think it would have been amazing to be a part of that process um, I think now even if he's at 100% in a couple of years the sport's moved to where you know say you guys at 100% it's just better than it's ever been mm. but I think a few years ago getting hold of Brian would have been amazing or um, and he's anybody's hero isn't he like he's yeah. a blueprint of strongman right now you know and I mean, I get to work with Travis Hortmeyer, and mm. that blows my mind because he's off the telly. Right? I mean, look at the journey he's had as well from dark places to. I mean, being even being at World's Trials, man, doesn't matter if you're in the final or not. Being yeah. there after what he's done is. But I'd love, like, like as a coach, if I could get him into one more final mm. and just, you know, bring Travis Hortmeyer back and just let him have. Like, I feel like he never finished his career, mm. it just sort of stopped, but it never. You know the last final, mm-hmm. the last push. Mm-hmm. Um, like that would be amazing. So is that your big goal this year? Obviously, as in the final, Travis in the final, and then just—I mean—to coach three guys in the final of World's Strongest Man would be like an all right year, and yeah, <laughs> like, that'd be pretty cool one. And then I'll say the same answer I say to anyone who asks a question: is I'll take Stoltman one and two, mm. and you two can argue about who goes <laughs> where. But I mean, first of all, most for we got the Britain's Strongest Man coming up soon, don't we? And yeah, that's going to be a, a great show. That's a, 
focus just now and on our nodes, then we can focus on the yeah, big one after big that. Build. But like, yeah, we need to focus on obviously Britain's Strongest Man, which is going to be again a very, very good show. I think. Stolen you know, one and it's, two. Uh, Argue. <laughs> it's weird that again, you know, it's Britain's was in November, and again, it's only yeah. Like you've had like a few months off, and now it's back to training, which is a weird, weird thing. But that's going to be a fun competition. Mm-hmm. I think this year suits me and Luke much better than last year. You know, I think judging by the events, obviously the events are very good for us. You know, the really shield, good events. Shield's really, Luke's really good at the shield as well. So everything's going to be hopefully fingers crossed a one-two there. That'll be the mouse or something. Um, Best start to the year. But I think what you've done for us is. Um, go into competition and see that no events are bad for us now you know yeah. so that's what we've got to look at so whereas my deadlift before was bad I know it's getting a lot better it's the best it's ever been um, and I'm confident I'm excited to go into it and that's I think you've installed that belief in us that you know in years gone by maybe we'd see a competition and be like oh it's not the best events for us um, yeah but you go in now just thinking take on any event take on any one really it yeah. doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah. what event it if is if you want to win worlds you've got to be good at what 10 10 events like some of them will be similar but mm. you know I mean, in my eyes if you hit a PB in an event you've yeah improved you know that's all you can really do in it you know you might not win 15 16 reps in deadlift but if you've done one rep more than you did last year then we're moving forward <laughs> you're not moving backwards are you so Ed Cohn said he became the best powerlifter of all time by accident he just tried to beat his total every time didn't care where he placed didn't care what happened Mm. he'd just go and compete like in the States then you'd be like every other week and he'd just try and beat something whether it's his total or his deadlift like increase one lift or his total all the time and then all of a sudden he's the greatest powerlifter who ever lived mm. that's because he's not focusing on anyone else he's not focusing on their things he yeah. just goes in just work hard and get K-more that's me done you know mm. next year K-more so. that's what I say to you like I will train each of you to 100% when we compete, I'm there to coach each of you as well as I can. But as soon as you step through that curtain... It's up to us, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not on me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's up to us, to performance. It's going to be a good deal this year. You know, we've got obviously Martins Lees is back, Mateus is back, Alexei Novikov smashing it last year. He was great. We fucking Mr. Consistent he was, um, he? But it'll be, I'm excited to go up against the likes of Martins, you know, and Martins yeah. is... Um, that's what we strive off is I mean like the best being against the best is to prove you are the best that's what you want like the Arnold's is going to be well it's a start like, that's the best that's going to be like the world's kind of line up isn't it yeah, minus a few people so if you can like mix it with them guys then geez you can mix it with everyone can't you see when you look at other people training like some Martins like when I see Martins I think it's very it's very technical it's very quite it's quite intelligent how he trains yeah. do you look at that and kind of think some more stuff or um, look at everyone mm. and some stuff like without speaking out of turn mm. I think Martin's biggest issue is he's influenced by who he's training with so he does a video one week and he's squatting high bar and really deep and he's mm. doing this and then he goes and trains with JF and he's squatting low bar really wide stance mm. and then you know so he's but he's a relatively young athlete in terms of you know he's had a big break mm. so I think he's still exploring what works for him mm. but for me like that's why I've come up with the knee wraps this week it's like how we've wrapped your knees is 
that's it now that's going to stay in until the Arnold so you've got that consistency but I think what he's doing in terms of like broadening training and like working with Squat University and the physios he's working with that's I'm a massive fan of because you've got to be able to move well mm. I think that's, that's one thing I noticed about him in, in the Rogue Invitational you know the the time he put into his warm-ups, the, the physio he had there, you know, and I, th- I take my hat off to him, very professional in his, yeah. his performance, and I think that's something that we can take away from. Um, that professionalism, I think, has come through into our training now, and we have Squat University, he's given us warm-ups and stuff. Mobility, mobility for, like, um, with Sean, obviously yeah. you've told us to do mobility for years, we've off. I think <laughs> I've, had it in, I've had it in my plan for three years, yeah. I didn't even do it before Wales last year, we only started it uh-huh. about a month ago, so geez. I went from not being able, holding my breath when I sleep to now not because my chest is more open because of mobility. Yeah. I learned that from Dana. <laughs> so now you get sleep apnea and stuff, and like you know, you, you can snore and hold your breath. Then you just stop breathing when you sleep because your chest mm. is crushed in. When you do mobility, you stretch it out more, mm. and it it helps you kind of breathe more. <laughs> so, uh, so boom. But, no, that is like a straight, like, no, I you choke yourself to sleep. I mean, probably, I, I know what you're in saying, terms, yeah. in, it's not, it's not, <laughs> I know the words. Described, yeah. it's not described in that terms, but you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. mobility is, yeah. 100% mobility helps you. You don't really realise until um, you actually do it again, you know. I get, I moan every week about doing stuff like that, but then, surely not. You adapt when you, when you actually do it for four or five weeks and then start training again, you're like, wow. This is why we do this kind of stuff, you know. Mm. So yeah. it's the stuff you don't want to train as the stuff that helps you get stronger, basically. Right? I think the key is that we're just trying to create ultimate packages of strongman, mm. no weak events, trying to prevent injury, trying to get long careers as well. Yeah, longevity is the key, isn't it? and the yeah, only way you're going to do that is looking after your body. Yeah, you can't compete if you're injured. So we just want to keep moving, keep getting stronger, and. Yeah, perform as well as we can because keep getting those uh, gold, gold, gold shiny things. Yeah, the big, big shiny trophies. No, the gold ones only. Mm. I'll use them to cut my hair in as well. <laughs> that's why I keep missing the back. Uh, I can't see the back in the world's trophy. Well, that's. I mean, it's. It sounds very easy when you put it into that kind of context. You know, it's all, all we have to do is like follow your plan. Then we do our mobility. We do our recovery. Um, Nutrition's then, on point with yeah. Nathan. Like, it's not hard. Mm. But it's you can make it really, hard for yourself, yeah. basically. Yeah, mm. but it's uh, once every once you tick those boxes, everything just falls into place, and it's quite a that progression is very apparent then. You know, and, and it's a job in it at the end of the day. You know, like it is work. No, like I mean, like you know, you go into if you have, to Friday. If we had it, like if you're offshore, you do your job properly. So why just because we're not like actual physically and work, why wouldn't we? Inf- Mm-hmm. You know, follow what we have to do to be the best at setting. Yeah, but because then gets easier, you can go like, I'm not going to do this today. I don't want to. But then that yeah, then affects you the whole set. week. You know, just one. Oh, set. shut up! Right. Anyway, <laughs> so speaking. Oh, so we've got training today. We have a big event session. Yes, it's end of the week. It's Friday. We've got about a seven-hour event session. Yeah, uh, it's a big old. Oh, uh, <laughs> if Dan has anything to do, I think it'll be twenty-four hours. Right. Jeez. So, think how easy comps are going to be there. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm telling myself. If if I can, if we can train on a Friday to this level and then be okay for deadlifts again Monday, the Britons then straight into Arnold's won't be an issue. Not an issue. At so, all, no. like, I'm very confident in what we're doing. Our training's going really well. Events, I'm really buzzing for events. So, yeah, we're going to go off, get prepped for that. Thank you so much for coming on. 
number three of the Sultan podcast. Much oh, appreciated. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me up here as well. Anytime. It's, it's a pleasure. I said we were forced into it, but yeah, you're more than welcome. <laughs> it's good. I now think you're even more mental than I did before. So good. That's it. <laughs> right. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Dan. Hope you guys enjoyed the third Stoughton podcast with our coach, Mr. Minaji. <laughs> Dan Hipkiss. Thank you again, Dan. Thank you, man. Guys, have a great weekend. Stay safe, smile, and stay spicy.